Welcome back to the Love Your Bod Pod. I'm your host, Kara Crincifelli, and I'm a coach, a health coach. I help women heal their relationship with food and learn to respect and trust and accept and hopefully eventually love their bodies. I'm a published author, online course creator, and now podcaster, which is just really dang cool. I'm so excited for today's podcast topic. It's one that is close to my heart. It also comes up a lot on coaching calls with my clients, and I imagine it's something that maybe you're suffering with too. But before I dive into that, I wanted to just kind of share with you a little bit about a free online masterclass that I'm teaching. So it's going to be live tomorrow at 10 a.m. So today is Wednesday when you're listening to this or when this goes live and Thursday at 10 a.m. I am hosting a webinar and the webinar is on the three obstacles that keep us binge eating and how to overcome them. So I'm going to walk you through the three most common roadblocks that all of my clients experience when they're working towards healing their relationship with food and making peace with food and, you know, trying to get off the diet binge roller coaster ride from hell that so many of us get stuck on. And I'm going to show you exactly where to get off. I'm going to show you where the stop button is and like or the slow down button so that you can slow down enough and eventually get off and work towards food freedom and body wisdom. I'd love for you to you to be there. So if you are interested in signing up, you can go to bit.ly forward slash end binge eating webinar. That is bit.ly forward slash end binge eating webinar. And I will of course leave a link in the show notes for you guys. And if you're not able to make it live, there will be a replay. So if you're someone that's struggling with binge eating, I would definitely encourage you to go sign up for that webinar. It's going to be so valuable and so much fun. So again, the date of the webinar is Thursday, October 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, I would love for you to be able to be with us live, but if you can't, there will be a replay sent out to all of those who register. So if you feel like you are like oscillating between restriction and binging, or you're always like on the wagon or off the wagon, then this webinar is for you. So please don't miss this training. Again, the link to sign up is bit.ly forward slash end binge eating webinar. Again, bit.ly forward slash end binge eating webinar. And there'll be a link in the show notes for it as well. I hope to see you there. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so let's move on with today's podcast. Today, I want to talk about a fear that came up multiple times last week on coaching calls. And it was around this idea that if I don't lose weight, I'll be single forever. Or... I think my, the exact words one of my clients said was, well, if I lost weight or if I was thinner, I'd have better luck in dating. And I totally understand this fear or this perception, right? That like, oh, our body is preventing us from having the life that we want because gosh, doesn't so many facets of our society tell us that, that a certain type of body is correlated with a certain type of life and that is not true, but I understand why we believe that, right? It's classical conditioning. If you're continually shown pictures of thin bodies with the good life, 
then you're going to start to associate a thin body with the good life. Whether that's true in reality or not, it's just classical conditioning. So I understand this fear of, well, if I lost weight, then I'd have more men in my life or more suitors. So I wanted to dive in and kind of address this fear or this perspective, right, that we have to lose weight to find love and hopefully change your perspective. So my hope is that by the end of this podcast, you have a shift in perspective. I wanted to specifically share a story with you guys from the show This American Life, which I will link in the show notes so that you guys can go take a listen. I totally recommend you listen to it. Just a quick trigger warning before I dive into it. It's a pretty... I don't know, it brought me to tears. So just a heads up, I talk about this woman who intentionally shrinks her body and it's a sobering story. Let's just say that. The woman in the show, she actually is telling her own story on this episode of This American Life. Her name is Elna Baker. She's young, I'm guessing around age 30. She's blonde and she's thin. But Elna used to be fat. She had always been a larger girl. She's hardworking, got a scholarship to NYU. And she talks about how she had always flirted with guys, put herself out there, but really struggled to land a man. In her early 20s, though, she decided she wanted to finally lose the weight. So she went to a weight loss clinic. The doctor gave her a list of foods that she could eat and a list of foods that she couldn't. So he just put her on a diet. He told her she had to work out every day and that her diet and workout regime would be supplemented by various medication. He gave her some vitamins, including serotonin, and put her on a drug called Fentramine. And it's basically speed. Now, she lost the weight and she ended up destroying every picture of herself from age 12 to 22. Now, I won't go into all of the details about how she discloses this because I want you or I recommend that you go listen to the full story on This American Life. But she says that she hated those pictures because she looks happy in them. And she knows she is crazy to think that she is happy now in this smaller body. So after losing the weight, People did start treating her differently, which I'm sure if you've ever lost any amount of weight or fluctuated in weight, you can attest to this, right? People totally compliment you on weight loss. Like you feel more validated. You get that external praise and it typically feels pretty good. So I'm sure you all can relate. But instead of it making her happy, it made her trust people less because she knew that people were only treating her differently because she looked different not because of the person she was. And she did get more attention from men. Eventually, she got married. And two weeks into her marriage, she tells her new husband, basically in tears, that she used to be fat. And she records this conversation. So you actually get to listen to this conversation in the episode. And she basically says to him that you would have never dated me or fallen in love with me when I was like that. And she expresses how it really hurts her to know this. And he basically agreed that he probably wouldn't have. He says, and this is so infuriating, he says that thin Elna is the real Elna. She tells him that this sentiment is crazy because she is still Elna, always has been Elna, even when she was fat. So while he thinks that he is making this sound argument of like, yeah, you only became comfortable in your body when you got thin. She expresses that, well, 
it wasn't like I was wearing a fat suit. I just was fat and that was my body. It wasn't like I felt uncomfortable in my body. It was just my body. And she's telling him that she is feeling rejected because what he is doing is he is rejecting her because fat or thin, she is still Elna. She expresses that while they are continuing to work it out, she is starting to realize that she has to stay thin or he might not love her. She expresses that she's afraid to get pregnant because of the baby weight. And gosh, you guys, could you imagine? Like while we might be mystified, like, oh, weight loss will solve my problems. That doesn't mean that it doesn't come with its own set of problems, right? Like nothing is that simple. Elna tells us how she had recently read the books Shrill by Linda West and Dietland by Sari Walker. And these are tales of women in larger bodies who accepted their bodies and they chose to stay in them. Like they chose to stay fat. And she admires them for this because they got everything she thought she had to lose a ton of weight for and take speed for. After reading those books, she actually questioned if she had done the right thing. Later in the story, Elna tells us that she's still taking fentramine, but doesn't tell many people that she's still doing this. She takes it for about half of each year, but because she can no longer get it prescribed in America, she has to go to Mexico to buy it. And she has a t-shirt that says, I'm allergic to mornings. Everyone that knows her knows that she doesn't sleep much. She's usually up until 4 a.m., but just tells people she has insomnia. When really the truth is that she takes speed to stay thin. And she tells us how she feels like she needs to stay thin so that she can get what she wants. And she also tells us that she knows how messed up it sounds when she says this, but she wants to keep it real with us. She also tells us that she feels like the fentramine is affecting her health, but she has intentionally never looked at the side effects on Google because God, that the truth of that, right? Like that would just compound how she's already feeling that like maybe she didn't do the right thing. And she doesn't like what she's become. She tells us this and she didn't think that she could have had a full life with everything she wanted in her larger and arguably healthier body. So, oh man, um, Go listen to this episode. I'll link to it, like I said, in the show notes. It's pretty, it's, it's moving. I, I was really moved by her vulnerability or her honesty. Like she was just so frank with us. And I think that it's a point of view. It's a story that if you're thinking that you need to change your body to have the life that you want, I really want you to consider that that isn't true and that there is the possibility that you can have everything that you want in your life in the body that you have now. We just have to be willing to see it from that perspective. We have to have a shift in our perspective from our body being the problem to people's requirements of our body looking a certain way as the problem, right? Like I don't, I don't want to criticize anyone who is only attracted to a certain type of body I do understand that sometimes attraction is out of our control, right? Like, you know, some people are more attracted to brunettes for whatever reason or more attracted to blondes. And I don't really know if that's in their control or not. So I'm not criticizing anyone who is naturally more drawn to a thinner body. Um, But I think that if someone is so committed 
to being with someone in a small body, then they're not truly committed to loving someone unconditionally, right? Because if they will only date people in a thin body, then they will only love people based on certain conditions. And I truly believe that women want unconditional love. Not even just women. Everyone, right? We want unconditional love. We don't want love that's conditioned on our body looking a certain way. So I think that this question or the sentiment of if I don't lose weight, I'll never find love, while it's specifically about romantic relationships on the surface, I think at its core, it's about our innate desire to be loved and accepted, right? To be truly seen by others. And we have this fear that our body size is preventing us from getting the love and acceptance or the life that we want. And that concern can be applied to a lot of situations, right? Like perhaps going to see old friends from high school and you're afraid that they're going to judge you and be like, wow, she really let herself go. Or I have a lot of clients who whose parents put a lot of pressure on them to lose weight and they... They feel like they would get more love and acceptance from their parents if they were to lose weight, which, I mean, I want to be a nice, respectful human being, but like, what the fuck, right? To have a parent who doesn't give you unconditional love and acceptance because of your body size, like that just breaks my heart. But also to know that multiple women I've worked with have had that experience where their parents are the ones that put the most pressure on them. But anyways... Let's stay on topic here. That was a ramble. While I truly understand the concern of, well, if I lost weight, I'd have better luck in dating. I want to ask you a couple of questions in hopes that by answering these questions for yourself, you'll have a shift in perspective. So a lot of what I do with my coaching clients is I listen to them. I read between the lines and then I ask them questions. And if you go and read some of my testimonials on my website, a lot of them actually reference the fact that I ask questions or I probe and stuff like that and that's all that I really do is I just try to ask questions in hopes that by answering them you'll see things a different way so here are some questions don't you prefer to invest time in people who you do not have to change your body for don't you want to invest your precious time time is the only non-renewable resource we have I believe you can get money back, right? But you can't get your time back. So do you want to invest your most precious thing, your time, in people who make their appreciation for you conditional? Or do you want to invest your time in people who unconditionally love and appreciate and accept you? So that's question number one. Question number two, do you want to put yourself on the restriction roller coaster? that almost always crashes into Bingeville just to appease someone else? Do you really want to be with someone for whom you have to have a disordered relationship with food or be obsessed with exercise? Do you want to be with someone that contributes to this disordered relationship with food in your body? Or do you want to be with someone who might leave you if you were to gain a few pounds? Think about that. Or would you prefer to be with someone that you can be your real self with? You can be fully self-expressed. You can relax around food and be comfortable in your skin knowing that they don't love you because you look a certain way. 
So think about those questions. And even in theory, in theory, right, like one could argue that if you were to lose weight, you might have more options. And that's debatable. At the end of the day, quantity is not the same as quality, right? Like you could simply attract more douchebags, for a lack of a more sophisticated term, who just want to get with you because you have this hot body and like give two shits about your heart and your mind. And personally, based on my own experience, I only want to be with someone who I don't have to look a certain way for. Now, it's not I don't want my partner to find me attractive. Of course, I want my partner to be attracted to me. But I don't want the bulk of their attraction to just be because I look a certain way. Because guess what, guys? My body is always going to change. It's already changing now. I just turned 30 and I'm starting to get crow's feet and wrinkles and my hair is starting to gray. I get like gray hairs that pop up. And and I don't want to be with someone who cares a lot about appearances, right? I don't want to be with someone who just wants to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. And I don't want to be with someone who would be embarrassed to be with me if I wasn't, you know, dressed to the nines or whatever. That's just like so stressful, right? I don't want to be with someone that I feel that kind of pressure from. So I'm hoping to help you have a shift in perspective because right now it's possible that you think your body is the problem. But if you were to shift your perspective and just be like any Prince Charming who has body size requirements, that's the problem. And, you know, I'm not crucifying anyone or being a bully or criticizing anyone who does have a type or is you know only attracted to certain types of bodies I'm not I understand that attraction isn't always a hundred percent in our control but if someone were to not give another human being the time of day because of the way their body looks then like ultimately that is not a person that I see as having a lot of depth or someone whom I would want to invest a lot of time in because I know that judging people based on the way that they look is so narrow in scope. It's really short-sighted. And I would want to be with someone who's more open-minded, someone who treats people fairly regardless of the way that, that they look. I would want someone who would be willing to see me for me and not just see me for my body. And again, like let's say, for example, that you do lose weight and you get the guy and then some unspecified amount of time goes by and you put on 20 pounds for whatever reason. If that guy isn't cool with that, then he isn't really for you anyways, right? Like, fuck him. You don't want conditional love. You want unconditional love. You want to know that no matter your body size, that juicy, sexy, like heart beating out of my chest butterflies in five years I know he has my back kind of love, right? Like that's the love that we want. And like I had said, my body's changing. I'm getting older. I'm I'm getting more saggy. I'm getting more wrinkly. I'm getting more cellulite. And as time goes by, I'm probably also going to get fatter. And you better believe that I want to be with a man who will love me through these changes and not love me in spite of the changes or love me for the changes, but just love me period plain and simple 
I want to be with a man who just loves me. And it's fine if he's attracted to my body. There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't want that to be the basis of our relationship. Ultimately, I don't ever want to be with someone that would compromise the work that I've done to heal my relationship with food and my body, right? So having an eating disorder and going through the recovery process, which is really painful and really messy, and that I am now on the other side of, I don't want to be with someone who would jeopardize that, that I would risk falling back into my eating disorder just to be with. I'm hoping that you enjoyed this podcast. I'm hoping that it's helped you see that maybe working on body acceptance and participating in body positivity is ultimately going to get you closer to what you want as opposed to participating in the size-based oppression that is so prevalent in our society. And it's also possible that while your body might repel certain men, right, who are very specific about what they want their girlfriends to look like or partners to look like, it's also possible that your body is going to help you find an amazing partner, a partner who truly loves you for you, not because of the way that your body looks. So there's always a different perspective that you could take. And you don't have to keep looking from the perspective that your body is the problem or that if you don't change yourself, you'll never find love. You could look from the perspective of if I unconditionally love myself and respect myself and accept myself, I'm going to find a partner who's going to mirror that, right? The law of attraction says we attract what we are. So like like attracts like. So Practice unconditionally loving and accepting yourself and you are that much closer to finding an amazing partner who will mirror that back to you. Also, it might be helpful to follow some women in larger bodies who also have amazing supportive relationships. So I'll leave them in the show notes, but you could follow Danica Bryshaw on Instagram, Jenna Kutcher, Tess Holiday, A Body Positive Jazzy, or Body Posi Panda. These are all people on Instagram who I follow and love. And I always tell my clients to follow these people because you deserve a love that transcends the way that your body looks. Okay, so that is all for today's podcast if you liked it please let me know i'd love to hear from you leave a ratings and review on itunes if you liked this you'll still be entered to win that giveaway you have until the end of october and yeah that's all i will chat with you guys next week thank you so much